But as the body of Christ, we have to really care for each other. Not just come here and sit here, listen to the word of God and don't care about people and just leave. We need to get to know people. We need to get to know people all the time. We need to. We need to love each other. We need to pray for each other. That's what Paul is trying to say here. Make sure that we care for each other. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us for our continuing series on the Lord's unchanging love. Today, Raul will urge you to think about how you can bless others with God's compassion, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ who are going through hard times. We hope you'll stay with us today as we learn to care for those weighted down by life's burdens. If you have your Bible, join us in Galatians chapter 6. Here's Raul Reese. Paul in chapter 6, he's going to talk to us. He's going to admonish us. Concerning people that have fallen into sin. What do you do as a church? And Paul is beginning to share with us that in sharing with another person, we are sharing the burden that they're facing in their own personal lives. And we're to assist them. Every man should seek to have a true estimate of himself. Having passed the test of God's requirements. And that is that a person must truly repent. Before God. And before men. Because otherwise he's causing not only problems in the body of Christ, but he's making brothers and sisters stumble in the body of Christ. And we and you as the body of Christ, because we're here to learn about God, we're here to seek the purposes of God in our lives, we have a responsibility as God's watchmen to warn the body of Christ or to warn people that are living a life, double standard life in the church. It's not good for the church. It's not spiritually healthy. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so we really have to be careful how we deal with people. And we have to deal in love. Not in wrath. Not in judgment. God will take care of that. Look what Paul says beginning in chapter 6 of the book of Galatians. Verse 1. He says, brethren, speaking to the Christians. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any sin. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness or meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. You see, God doesn't want you to be self-righteous in judging others because you can fall too. But to have the right attitude, how a sinning believer is to be treated 
by the members of the body of Christ, by the elders and the leadership of the church, especially when they have sinned. There's an interesting word in verse 1 in the Greek that I, I want you to look at, and that word is to restore. That word in the Greek is karatissa. It means caught in the very act. To be caught in the very act. But literally it means, it's a medical term of setting a bone that has been fractured or broken. Setting it back into place. And that's exactly what we as the body of Christ not only need to be doing. It's a thing of not destroying people, but it's rebuilding people and restoring them back into fellowship. Why? Because they sinned. They fell. And if they're truly honest and repentant and they really want to change their hearts and their lives, then we that are spiritual need to restore need to bring them back into the fellowship. Make them feel welcome. And then God will begin to work in their lives. Why? Because God is a God of second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and a million chances. And any one of us here that has in sin would be lying to God and would be lying to one another because we all fall short. All fall short. Every day we fall short of God's grace. Because so many times people in the church become too judgmental. We need to be careful not to point a finger at anyone. And like Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, He says when you judge, be careful that first of all, before you judge your brother, that 4 by 4 in his own eye, why don't you take the 20 by 20 out of your own eye? You see? Before you start judging, critically judging, look at your own life. Before you make judgment. And this is what Paul is talking about. Taking care of the problem and restoring a brother that has fallen in meekness. And then considering yourself unless you one day may fall. And then who's going to restore you? If I ever felt, I would want people to restore me. You see? We are God's people. We're not perfect. We have to look out for one another. Because the world doesn't do that. But God commands it. Look what he says in verse 2. At the same time he says, Bear one another's burdens, and then you will fulfill the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? Love. Love. And here the word burdens, literally in the Greek, it's referring to failures, temptations, Testings, trials, you see? Whatever it may be, we need to bear one another's trials, temptations, testings, whatever it may be. That's why we're the body of Christ, you see? We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. 
And then Paul says again, if you do that, then you're going to do what? You're going to be fulfilling the law of Christ. And the law of Christ is agape love, true love. That means I really love you, you really love me. Verse 3. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, notice, he deceives himself. Self-deception. This is a problem sometimes with people in leadership in the church. They get a big head. They get puffed up. They lose the simplicity and the humility where God has called them to serve. And they're unapproachable. Because they think there's something now. And yet God is not a respecter of persons. He said, if you want to be a servant, you have to be a servant of all. The higher you go, or the greater you become in the kingdom of God, the lower you have to be. That's the philosophy of Jesus. That's not the philosophy of the world. And then look what else he says in verse 3. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. And that word here is, or not only stands for self-deception, but literally in the Greek it means to wander away. Literally, you're wandering away from the truth. You're not really living according to the truth. You're lying to yourself. You don't believe what God's word says. You're making your own gospel up. Verse 4. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. That is, Paul is saying here, that as someone that says, God has revealed this great truth to me. Listen, last night I was sleeping, and God gave me this revelation, and I want to share it with you. Look it. You want to share it with me? It's fine. But let's watch your life and see how that revelation affects your life. And then tell me about it. You see? I become a believer when I see it in your life. Otherwise, how can I believe you? How can I really know that God spoke to you? And of course, it has to be biblical. But this is good stuff that Paul is giving to the church. Because there are those people that are trying to not only proclaim the gospel or God is speak, they say God speaks to them and they want to share with everybody. But at the same time, if God does speak to you, why don't you wait and let that thing come to pass in your life? And when it comes to pass in your life, we'll watch your life and then we will know what if your life is truly of the Lord or not of the Lord. If it's of God, we'll see it. You don't have to push it. We'll come to you and say, hey, what do you have that we don't have? And of course, we have the gospel of grace that God has given to each one of us. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit us at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And be sure to join Rawl on his YouTube channel Tuesdays at 10 a.m. West Coast time for Straight Talk, a program with Bible-based guidance for godly living. Now let's return to more of today's teaching. Verse 5. For each one shall bear his own load. Notice that. This is so true. 
No one can bear my burdens. And I cannot bear your burdens. But then Paul's going to tell you in the next couple of verses. That we are to lift up one another's burdens as believers. There are some things that you can't carry for me. I can only carry myself as you only carry for yourself. But as brothers and sisters in the Lord, we do need to pray for one another. We do need to care for one another. And when somebody's sharing with you something they're going through, a burden in their life, then I can take that burden and what can I do for you? I don't have to carry it. I carry it to what? To God in prayer for you. That's all that I can do through prayer. I can pray 24 hours a day for you. And that's the best way to do it. But as literally physically carrying a burden, I couldn't do it. I can barely carry my own burdens. You see? You can barely carry your own. But as the body of Christ, we have to really care for each other. Not just come here and sit here, listen to the word of God and don't care about people and just leave. We need to get to know people. We need to get to know people all the time. We need to. We need to love each other. We need to pray for each other. That's what Paul is trying to say here. Make sure that we care for each other. And then again, in verse 6. Let him who has taught the word share it in all good things with him who teaches. And then again, now Paul here is talking about that scripture in the book of Corinthians. That the labor is worthy of his hire. But Paul is letting us know, first of all, that Paul was blessed of the Lord. But Paul never, ever, ever took up offerings. And Paul never took advantage of the body of Jesus Christ. Never. And how I thank God for what God has done here. In the ministry here. Because this is an interesting verse here in the ministry. Let him who has taught the word share it in all good things with him that teaches. And here it's a reference to finances, food, and taking care of that person. Like in the New Testament when Jesus was talking to his disciples. Don't take with you anything. When you go into a city, don't worry about it. They're going to take care of your expenses, your food, and clothing. All that, just take your clothes, nothing on your back. And you go and preach. And they don't want to help you. When you leave that city, shake off the dust off your feet. Why? Because the labor is worthy of his hire. And God takes care of them. And, and it's so neat because I just thank God for the work that he's done in 30 years in my life. And what he's doing today. How we thank God for you. For the work that God is doing in your life. And, and the supply of the needs financially in this church that have been met every single week. I get blown away. Every week. I get blown away. How God meets every one of our needs. And we're able to help so many people. And we could not do it apart from you. Because you are a very generous people. And a very giving people in the Lord in this church. And how we thank God for that. Verse 7. I love this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. Surely this is a true law of God. That's why I try to talk to young people when they're young. 
and their heart is soft and say, look, man, if I can help you in the next 10, 15 years to keep you from sowing in the flesh and then you're going to have to reap for the rest of your life. If you can listen to me, I can help you. But I mean, I didn't listen when I was young. I thought my mom and dad didn't know what they were talking about. But that's the way it is. But we need to give counsel to our young people. We need to give counsel to those of our children. And look what he says. Verse 8. He says, Do not be deceived. God has not mocked whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh, underline that. Look what he says. Will of the flesh reap corruption. Nothing good. That's a warning to all of us. If you sow in the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. Bad stuff. But, he who sows to the Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. How do we do that? By being here tonight? Good way to reap in the Spirit. By reading your Bible, by praying. You see, we are doing... What God has called us to do, and that is to sit at His feet and to listen to His Word. And then let the Word of God take effect in my life. So that God's Word now can not only take effect in my life, but it can transform my life. So here we're getting some good counsel from Paul. Look you guys, if you're going to sow to your flesh, listen, you're going to reap big time. But, if he who sows to the Spirit will... Of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Hey, remember, you're building eternally, not temporally. Temporal, it's all going to fade away. Then look what he says in verse 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good. If you're doing good, for in due season, what's that? In God's time, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. What's the problem? We lose heart. See? Don't lose heart. You're going to reap. If you're doing what's right, if you're doing what's spiritual, guess what? You're going to reap in due time. It's coming. God's divine perfect time. You will reap if you don't lose heart. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household and faith of God. Notice that. What is he talking about? Let this be a rule for all of us. That is, hey, don't forget the body of Christ. Therefore, as we have opportunity, if you see someone in need in the body of Christ, help them. Don't neglect it. Don't ignore them. Why? Look what he says. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, especially if you know the right unbelievers. God will bless you for helping them. Verse 11. See with what large letter I have written to you with my own hand. Now remember, Paul had a big problem with his eyes. And it seems in most of his letters, somebody else, there was actually someone, as he was dictating the letter, there was always a scribe writing for him. But in some letters, like here, he said, I've written this in huge letters. Because Paul had an eye disease. Paul couldn't see too good. And so that's what he's talking about here. 
He said, as many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Jesus Christ. Who's he talking about? The legalizers and the Judaizers. He's talking about them again. They don't want to be persecuted, so what do they do? They bow down and they get circumcised in order to please men instead of pleasing the Lord. The cross is death. You see? Verse 13. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law. But they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. They can go around and say, hey, I got a convert last night. They became what? Circumcised. These guys were phonies in the church. They did it all out of an outward emotion and to get brownie points, man. That's all they did it for. Verse 14. But God forbid that I should boast except in what? Except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been, past tense, crucified to me and I to the world. Hey, circle that verse and memorize it. That's a key verse for all of us. Notice that. The cross of Jesus Christ, reckoning the old men to be dead, but to be alive in Jesus Christ. What do we boast about? The cross of Jesus Christ. That's it. Nothing else. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but what? A new creation. Being born again of the Holy Spirit. That's what benefits. Other things are of no value. Verse 16. And as many as walk according to this rule. Look what Paul says. Peace and mercy be upon them and upon the God of Israel. Speaking of the true Israel, the people of God. Well, we certainly hope and pray that today's teaching has been a challenge for you to be mindful of your fellow believers who are facing trials and need tangible affirmation of God's love in their own lives. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's lesson again, we'll be glad to send you a complete CD copy for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' teaching titled, Bear and Share the Burden. As you give some thought to what you can do to build up your brothers and sisters in Christ, we'd like to tell you about a faith-grounding resource titled, Understanding God's Compassion. Rawls' four-chapter booklet will center your heart and bring fresh motivation to your life as you think about God's gifts of salvation, healing, protection, and provision for all who come to Him in faith. Act now to order Rawls' booklet titled Understanding God's Compassion. To place your order, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, Post Office Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
We are committed to coming alongside you with the Bible's life-shaping wisdom and hope. Let us know how we can best support you. And be sure to take advantage of our many free Somebody Loves You resources. Our app is downloadable to both iPhones and Androids and features several easy ways to infuse the Bible into your daily life, from digital Bible studies to an easy Bible reading plan. You'll also find a convenient link to our online resource store. To download podcasts of any of these programs, simply look for our archives on iTunes or Spotify. And of course, you can connect with us 24-7 on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for partnering with us to keep Bible-based teaching on the air. Every gift you give is tax-deductible. We are so blessed to be able to study the Word of God with you, and we invite you to join us again next time for even more encouragement from this series. We'll explore Christ's miraculous healing of a leper— we'll see that our Savior can bring restoration to every area of life. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. The peace of God, the mercy of God, and from now on, let no one trouble me, notice Paul, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to read about Paul's marks, read Second Corinthians chapter 4. It will blow you away what Paul suffered. The beatings, the shipwrecks. One time he was dead. They left him out in Lystra. They took him out and stoned him and left him for dead. And that's where in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, he went to heaven. And he came back from heaven. And he says he said he could not speak about heaven because there were no human words to describe what he saw in heaven. Paul was beaten, black and blue. Paul was cast off, shipwrecked. Three times. Verse 18, I love it. Brethren, the grace, notice the book of Galatians begins with what? God's grace, and look how it concludes with God's grace. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirits, so be it. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.